Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Good morning to you all. Uh, you heard the gospel from uh, this morning. It's the gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 13, verses 3 to 37. So this gospel is, uh, is obviously the, the focus of the gospel is our Lord Jesus Christ teaching his disciples about the signs of the second coming. So the context of the second coming was uh, kind of the, the disciples had gone through a certain stages as they were preaching with our Lord Jesus Christ, as they were accompanying him. So they, were, they, were, uh, they, they went through different phases through, through their, their, uh, their journey with our Lord Jesus Christ. The last stage where when they saw him go into Jerusalem and when they... Um, saw that he was cleaning the, the, uh, the temple, he was clearing the temple from those who, uh, who were there. So they started wondering, they started getting a little bit nervous, they started getting a, a little bit anxious about what is, is going to happen. They saw, they saw a different Christ at the, at the last. He saw a Christ who was very zealous about the temple, he was very careful to make sure that the temple was clean, and he cleared it out. So they started wondering about the, the signs of the second coming. And they started asking him to explain to them what are the signs of his second coming. So you will notice that chapter 24, the entire chapter, is really focused on the signs of his second coming. I'll briefly divide it into the 14 sections that make up that chapter, so that you understand the makeup of that chapter. So the first, two verse, the first two verses talk about the destruction of the old temple. And that was a big deal for the Jews. To them, the temple is such a sacred and holy place. They would have been devastated to even hear the notion that this temple might be torn down. But obviously, our Lord Jesus Christ was trying to relay a message to them that he wanted them to tear down the old temple, their old beliefs, their old way of thinking and embrace the New Testament and embrace him as the Savior as well. So he was not talking only about the physical temple, which was in fact destroyed in the year 70, but he was also talking about the spiritual temple, their, their thoughts, their ideas, their beliefs, and how they had to re renew those and tear down the old and build new ones. Verses 3 to 6 is the, the appearance of false Christs. He was warning them about the appearance of false Christ who are going to claim that they are the Christ and they are going to mislead a lot of people. Verses 7 to 8 is the description of occurrences of wars and disasters. So again, as, as we see around us, there are wars and there are certain, uh, obviously, tribulations. But in addition to what our Lord Jesus Christ was pointing to by way of real wars between nations, he was also talking about spiritual wars. He was warning us and warning those who were listening to him about spiritual wars that are constantly uh, put together by the devil to try to trip uh, the believers. So he was, he was also warning about those as well. Um, and then he continues on, the, the chapter continues on to talk about the great tribulation, the appearance of false prophets, who again are going to uh, mislead people. The collapse of nature is verses 24 to 25. The advent of the Son of Man, verses 26 and 27. And then the parable of the fig tree, which you also heard as part of this morning's gospel. And then confirming his advent in verses 30 to 31. And then finally, reaffirming a very important concept that I hope we can leave today with that engraved in our mind. The concept of not knowing the day nor the hour. 
Um, that is something that, for some reason, mankind has always been fascinated to try to predict the end of the world. For those of you who were yani, born in the 60s and the 70s and so forth, post, even post-World War II, uh, there, there came a lot of scholars that started to analyze after World War I and World War II. They started to analyze and try to come up with theories about the, the end of the world. And they started coming up with their own signs to the point where some people actually predicted the exact date of the end of the world. And obviously these are all turned out to be completely false. The most famous one of them is the Y2K. Remember Y2K? The year 2000? They said, oh, when it flips from 1999, December 31st, into January 1st, 2000, this is Y2K, then this is going to be the end of the world. Obviously, Y2K came and passed and nothing happened. So our Lord is, is trying to teach us a very important message this morning. He's trying to say, we do not know the day. I could be, he could call me tomorrow. He could say, you know, your time is up. I need you up tomorrow. It could be next week. It could be a year from now. It could be 10 years from now. It could be 20, 50 years. We don't know the day. His message to us today is prepare as if today is your last day. Prepare yourself so that when I call you up to heaven, you are ready to give account for your life and you are ready to give account for all your actions so that you can please me as your father. That is the clear message he's sending us today. He wants us to be ready. He wants us to uh, stay, not stay awake indefinitely, but also focus, being awake meaning attentive. Awake meaning attentive. What does attentive mean from a spiritual perspective? Attentive means I can't let myself fall into traps that are set in front of me. The devil is so smart, he uses every possible mean to try to trip me. Every possible mean. He uses uh, people to tell me information that will cause me to sin because I'm start, I'll start thinking and I'll start judging others. He's going to use technology. He's going to use social media so that I can read something on social media and I get agitated and worked up and then I lose my peace. So he's going to use every possible weapon to try to trip me. Our Lord today is saying, be attentive, be careful. Don't fall for these tricks. Don't fall for these traps. Always keep your eyes and sight on the eternity and focus your activities, focus your energy, focus your time on building up your treasures up in heaven as opposed to here. So the message he's trying to tell us today, even though this chapter might sound scary, might sound like, uh, gloomy in terms of the signs of the second coming and so forth, the focus of it is he wants us to be ready. He wants us not to waste a minute of our life on things that are not going to build us spiritually. He's saying, you don't know the time, and as such, you have to invest in your spirituality. I always tell the youth that when they go to university, usually, usually, professors who put exams together, uh, they don't put the marks of each question. They don't divide, let's say that the test is out of 100. Some of them don't really break it down into the first question is 20, the second question is 30. Why do they do that? And why is it important? Why I think this is a positive thing? Because if you, if you know the, the, the breakup of the, of, the, of, the, of the questions or of the test, you might focus on one thing and, and ignore the other because you might say, I'm not, I'm not going to pay much attention. There is only a few marks for it. 
God wants us to take our spirituality as if we don't know the marks, as the, the marks that he's going to mark us against. He wants us to focus on everything. He wants us to take everything as seriously as we possibly can because we do not know the time, we do not know the day, and as such, it is very prudent for us to spend every minute and every day of our life preparing for that day when he calls us up to him. May he give us, may he grant us the attentiveness, the awareness to uh, avoid all the snares of the devil and to reject all the temptations that are put in front of us by the devil and focus our attention and life for the, uh, for, to be able to meet him and give a good account of our life. كل سنة وحضراتكم طيبين طبعا عارفين ان شاء الله الاسبوع الجاي بداية رأس السنة الإبطية كل سنة وانتم طيبين فالكنيسة دايما بتعلمنا أول ما بيجي نقرب من آخر السنة الإبطية وبداية سنة جديدة بتعلمنا ان احنا نفكر دايما في نهاية العالم والأبدية بتعتبرها دي نقطة حلوة في, في, في السنة ان احنا نفكر نفسنا بإيه العمل اللي عملناه فزي ما كنت بحكي من شوية بالإنجليش انه ال الانجيل بتاع النهارده بيدينا علامات السيد المسيح حب يعرف تلاميذه اداهم علامات كده لكن العلامات دي على قد ما هي علامات فيزيكال على قد ما هي علامات سبريتشوال ازوال عايزهم يركزوا في الحياه او عايزنا احنا نركز في حياتنا الروحيه ونبنيها لان احنا لا نعرف اليوم ولا نعرف الساعه فالانجيل نفسه اتكلم عن علامات نهايه العالم الكاثليكون اللي منكم كان موجود وقرا الكاثليكون او سمع الكاثليكون هو بيتقري علينا بيدينا prescription on what to do بيدينا حاجات practical practical steps نقدر نعملها وننفذها او حاجات مفروض نتغاضى عنها عشان كده الكنيسه بتربط القرايات دي كلها ببعض وبتبقى كلها بتدور حول موضوع واحد فاول ايه في الكاثليكون اللي هي كانت من رساله معلمنا يعقوب الرسول اصحاح اربعه آية قوية جدا وآية حلوة قوي فاخضعوا لله قاوموا إبليس فيهرب منكم قاوموا إبليس دي أي حد بيقاوم ده مش بيبذل مجهود ولا لا ولا بيقعد كده ما يعملش حاجة ويقاوم لا المقاومة دي عايزة أكتف أكتف فمقاومة إبليس دي بتقول لنا إيه ربنا عايز يقول لنا إيه لما تقاوموا إبليس هيهرب منكم يعني ما لما تاخدوا your spiritual life بسيريسنس الشيطان عمره ما هيقدر علينا اخضعوا لله قاوموا ابليس فيهرب منكم. اقتربوا الى الله فيقترب اليكم. يعني بيدينا ايكويجن كده بيقول لنا شوفوا انتوا لو بذلتوا مجهود ربنا هي هي هيقرب لكم، لو انتوا قربتوا له، لو انتوا لجأتوا له هو عمره ما هيتخلى عنكم، عمره ما هيبعد عنكم، بالعكس هو هيقرب منكم. فبيدينا بالظبط كده الكسر يكون لو نرجع البيت ونقراه تاني، بيدينا بقى البراكتيكال ثينجز اللي احنا نقدر ننفذها في حياتنا وعلى هذا الاساس نقدر نستعد للمجيء الثاني ما يبقاش عندنا الخوف والرهبه اللي ممكن تعتري اي واحد يقرا الاصحاح اللي قريناه النهارده ده ويبتدي يقلق من المجيء الثاني ويبتدي هو بيدينا هنا بقى نعمل ايه طيب؟ بدل ما نقلق نعمل ايه؟ ايه الحاجات اللي نقدر ننفذها في حياتنا ونستفيد بيها؟ فبيقول كمان ايه؟ نقوا ايديكم ايها الخطاه وطهروا قلوبكم يا ذوي الرأيين اتضعوا قدام الرب فيرفعكم، التواضع ده صفه من الصفات المهمه جدا اللي ربنا بيفكرنا بيها دايما، الاتضاع ده از سو اسينشال عشان ربنا هو اللي يرفعنا. لا يذم بعضكم بعضا ايها الاخوه لئلا تدانوا، بيحذرنا من الادانه، بيحذرنا ايه الحاجات اللي ما نعملهاش لان لا تدين. 
لأن الذي يذم أخاه أو يدين أخاه يذم الناموس ويدين الناموس وإن كنت تدين الناموس فلست عاملا بالناموس بل ديانا له يحذرنا قوي من خطية الإدانة وبعدين الآية اللي كلنا بنحبها ودايما بنفتكرها لأنه لأنها ما هي حياتكم إنها بخار يظهر قليلا ثم يضمحل بيفكرنا ربنا بيدينا بيدينا مثل حلو قوي نفتكره لما الواحد كده مثلا بي او واحد واحد او واحده في المطبخ يعني ما انتوا الاثنين المفروض بتطبخوا في المطبخ يعني حاطط ميه على النار مثلا وبيشوف الميه دي مطلعه بخار وراح طفى البوتاجاز بيحصل ايه؟ البخار ده خلاص بيهبط يعني فذيس از وات جاد از تيلنج اس انه حياتنا دي زي البخار هيظهر وهيختفي في لحظه فالواحد لازم يعني ياخد حياته الروحيه دي بمنتهى الجديه بمنتهى الجدية من من حيث نقطتين. النقطة الأولانية إن هو يعني يتفادى كل العوامل اللي ممكن توقعه في الخطية فيكون ديفنسيف يبعد عن كل شيء ممكن يوقعه في الخطية ويصلي إن ربنا يبعد عنه الشيطان وفي نفس الوقت البرو أكتف. يعني في الرياكتف وفي البرو أكتف. الرياكتف إن الواحد يعني يزق عنه كل حاجة ممكن توقعه في الخطية. البرو أكتف إن هو يستثمر وقته ومجهوده وصحته فإنه يبني حياته الروحية لأن زي ما ربنا قال لنا النهاردة حدش عارف اليوم وحدش عارف الساعة وحياتنا هي بخار قليل يظهر ثم يتمحل ربنا يدينا كلنا نعمة إن إحنا نستثمر وقتنا ومجهودنا في حياة كلها تفيدنا روحيا لإلهنا المجد الدائم إلى الأبد آمين